The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so I'm certainly noting the concern that a lot of you are expressing about what South Africans, uh, those at least that were caught up in Ukraine, have been going through, and a lot of calls for us to follow up with the DERCO department, and we did reach out to that department. We'll keep uh, doing that, uh, and I'll read some of the messages that uh, you're sending on this issue a little later on. For now, I want us to change gear and bring you then to uh, what is happening at the Cape Town International Convention Center for uh, the rest of the week. It is the Salga Conference and of course uh, this year they're talking about effective governance and administration. Joining us now is one of the officials of Salga, Anthony Moses. He is the Deputy Chairperson of Salga in the Western Cape. Mr. Moses, good morning and thank you for your time today. I'm going to ask you just to come a little bit forward uh, into the mic so that we can hear you a lot better than we do right now. Uh, This is a conference that is held once every five years. Is that in line with the local government election term or somewhere nearby to it? I think it's it's a quite good alignment in terms of after the local government elections and obviously giving the different part avenue of which way we are going with the amount of challenges and issues and developments within local government. So it's quite a good time of looking at how do we approach the future. What are you hoping to achieve out of a conference like this? Or perhaps before we get to what you want to achieve, what is the purpose of a conference like this? I think the ultimate purpose is obviously when we look at the consolidation of local government right across South Africa, and obviously the different challenges that happens across various provinces and how do you bring that in a much consolidated manner together and where we can learn what is best practice in certain circumstances but also what is best fit within the municipality and how do we enhance and improve those other municipalities so that the communities who is the shareholders of the benefits how they how their lives can be better and in a more resilient way. Mm. And going looking forward then in terms of the outcomes of a conference like this, how do you measure those? Because you know it's the different sessions that are taking place, there are lots of delegates that that have been gathered. But how do you know for sure that people are taking out the insights that that they need to? I think it's very important with every um, uh, provincial Salga association. There is obviously a year plan which we have taken from the conference and how do you put that into the various provinces and how it affects your local and different metros and also your district municipalities. So it's then being put into a year plan and I think um, Mm. and how we're going to tackle issues. It's not just something that's in the air but we put it down in pen and we give people a plan on how we're going to approach certain challenges within communities. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges today that face local government? I think the first thing is obviously the, we have to look at funding, which is a, a, a huge challenge within local government, uh, because the amount and increase of people and your population growth um, that have obviously increased, and how do you then keep in line your financial models in sustaining communities and giving them what is basically what we say within your IDP processes. It's basically, how, so funding number one is the, one of the challenges that we have to look at. And then secondly, we look at South Africa, across South Africa, the issues of safety and how can we more look into more crime prevention programs within communities. Mm. 
when we look at the state of local government and, and you talk about funding because there are two issues here is that yes you have um, municipalities that are generally underfunded I think you know there isn't enough allocations going towards the budget to meet the need that exists there but that's a separate program from or problem rather from municipalities that in the midst of that situation will still go and pass unfunded budgets knowing very well that they don't have in their, enough in their coffers uh, to do what they're promising to to do and all of this takes place um with officials that Salga knows, that Salga sees, that Salga has access to. And the question that people generally ask is why it is that Salga is often seen as taking a back foot. So when you see these problems, they don't seem to be any real interventions until, let's say, maybe some of your annual meetings where you'll discuss what the problems are. But you've been there as they were unfolding. What is it that an organization like yours can do in uh, helping these problems to not happen in the first place, especially a case with like unfunded budgets, like, like I was saying, because these are counselors that you train, uh, you know, in terms of yes. how to uh, run government efficiently. Yes, uh, Katie, you are quite correct in, in what you're saying, and I must agree with you. The first point of reference that one needs to go to is what are the constitutional functionalities of municipalities? And how do we don't spend money on unfunded mandates, but how do we align it in what we are supposed to do with, within your constitutional mandate? And I think for me, from a legal reference point, that should be our point of departure. So we will have to go back to the drawing board and see how do we align these things. And I must say to you, there are discussions in terms of the non-funded and unfunded mandates. There are discussions on how do we, how do we don't spend money on, on these type of things, which is obviously for a different sphere of government. So you are quite correct. We, we need to go back to the drawing board and have much more bigger discussions on these, these issues, and in, even in a much more detailed way. But in particular, how, do we, how does that affect communities? And I'll give you one example. A library which is an unfunded mandate within a municipality. So sometimes there are protocol agreements between different spheres of government and how do we align each other in order to bring that necessary service. If you take that service away from a particular community that's in the district, it will be a, a huge disadvantage. So obviously you are quite correct. Funding is the one issue. And how do we find partnerships in dealing with those service delivery issues? And, and what about the officials themselves, these counsellors that, again, Salga trains you, take them through a whole induction process, when they're not performing according to what you have advised and according to what you expect, what then is, is the recourse? I mean, is there any accountability there? Well, there is, there is a form of recourse, and I think within every municipality there is a speaker of that particular, particular municipality where councillors will have to go to, through those particular disciplinary issues or corrective measures issues. In, it may be retraining or maybe a form of uh, much serious discipline if you're not keeping to the various legislative requirements. So there is, there is definitely recourse, and one has seen it in many cases. And I think it's very important, it's quite a, a very important topic that you talk about. Do we really understand what is our mandate in the first place? And, and, and to go back to, again, this issue of accountability, because you say you've seen accountability take place, and yet we continue to have reports 
of corruption that has taken place in municipalities. So even the little that some municipalities are getting, they're not putting it towards the projects that they're supposed to be working on. They're doing whatever else it is with their money, with that money rather, that is not in, in the public interest. It's certainly not their money, uh, but it's taxpayers' money. A and in those instances, where and how does Salga get involved? I think what's, what Salga gets, gets involved with is obviously I've seen in many cases how Salga have addressed these issues in a, in a formal way with certain municipalities and it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process uh, because once you deal with the one issue, there's another issue standing up. So obviously it's a matter of, as you have alluded to, it's also a matter of uh, training that's very important uh, to, to, to indicate to councillors this is the type of work that you're in. I know I've been involved in the, in the sector for local government, sector education and training. So there is an in-depth uh, tra training program that has been designed by local government, CETA, which takes us to the depth of what are our particular responsibilities at how should we operate. But we are not saying there is no recourse. We have to address issues where there are issues of corruption or um, wasteful expenditure or other forms of irregular expenditure. We have to address it. We cannot just look away from it. So Salga, I've seen Salga, I've seen letters to some of the municipalities and have addressed these issues. Anthony Moses is the deputy head of Salga in the Western Cape. Let me thank you so much for uh, your time this morning on the Talking Point. Of course, you're going to continue hearing more voices, uh, various officials of the uh, local governance uh, framework and association that is Salga throughout the rest of the morning. It's now just after 10.30. Let's take you to the latest news headlines.